Well, it's an honor to be part of this. <laughs> All right. So this is episode one of AOJ. We're on a war tour. Only it's right. not with Muhammad. We're on a war tour with Jesus. Right. So um, I had to, I had to say that I had to throw that out there for for all you hip hop heads who are going to put into question all you non hip hop heads who are going to put into question. Right. Why I'm using this. But I have with me from Germany. Yes. Right. From Germany. My brother like no other. David. Amen. Now, Thank you. Now it's just that was just David. Right. Because. That's what happens when you start pastoring. You got to leave your artist life yeah. behind. From D. Brian to Pastor Dave. Right? <laughs> it's funny because when, um, when my wife and I, when we planted a couple years mm -hmm. ago, I was recording an album. Like I was in the middle of recording an album. And then when we planted, um, I, like, I wrestled with that. Yes. I wrestled, you know. Because I know, especially here in Atlanta, here in Atlanta, there are a lot of artists that are pastors mm -hmm. and they stay doing music and they stay pastoring. Mm -hmm. Me, in my mind, and the way I do things is um, give all my focus to one thing, right. right? Instead of pursuing two things. So that album is like, has, still have done. Okay in the producer's house out there, which is fine, because that was more than, that was like six years ago. Six, maybe wow, seven, it's been a while. seven or eight years ago. So mm. yeah, the sound is old and whatever. And plus I'm old, but anyway. No, you're not. You oh, yes, not. I am. Yes, I am. I'm okay. Don't start talking about that. That's okay. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being old. I'm all right. I, I, have a, I, can, I can get away with a lot more. I just say, oh, he's just old. He's cranky. He's old. Um, you have a young life. You have kids that keep you, you know. Super young. Super, especially the kids. Even though they're probably the reason why I started getting gray hairs in my beard. <laughs> but anyway, how you but doing? I cannot see them through the camera, so everything is good so far. All right. Awesome. Thanks. How's it going? How is, um, how is Corona? Mm -hmm. Right? Cause I don't want to COVID Corona, whatever. How is it affecting you out there in Germany with everything, right? Because the whole world right now is in the same state of standstill. Okay. Right. So how are you doing? How are you handling it? Well, the Corona situation is getting better and better in Germany since March 15th of March. The situation improved nice. from day to day. And you have to um, distinguish between the 16 different states within Germany, because each state is allowed, like in the US, to take additional measures. Right. Um, they can even restrict the the, um, the the freedom of the people in addition to governmental laws, for example. Okay. And therefore, um, our state, for example, I live in North Rhine-Westphalia, very close to the city of Düsseldorf in the western part of Germany, very close to the border to Netherlands, um, 
Belgium, Luxembourg. So, wow, our minister, our, uh, yeah, you can say our, our uh, governor, <laughs> uh, he tries to, to loosen the restrictions as fast as possible. Okay. But um, from, from what I can tell you today, almost more than two months moving forward from, from the point where we had the very strong restrictions, we're allowed to hold um, Sunday services within our church. We're allowed to go back to school, university, we are allowed to go back to work, do shopping, go to restaurants, coffee shops, nice. um, restaurants. So basically, the only restrictions that still apply are those when it comes to getting in contact with people. So at the moment, you are not allowed to meet in public with more than two households. Okay. Yeah. So you're allowed to stay with your family. You're allowed to meet uh, with another couple in a restaurant, for example. My wife and I, we can meet another couple. But we are not allowed to, for example, to meet with our um, house group from church. Even okay. if it's less than, let's say, 10 people? Because here, right. here in the States, doesn't matter. people you can meet. doesn't matter. Why? Because the Department of Health within each state wants to make sure that if there is a case, if there is an infection, they want to know who was the last guy, the last household that you were in contact with. And right. if you're meeting with too many households within the past week, then it's very hard to track everybody down. Yeah. And... Um, I mean, the that makes sense. I don't know how it is in the US, but in Germany, the current situation looks like this. Once you think you're sick of COVID-19, you have to call the local Department of Health within each city. There is, you know, at the, uh, at the, uh, no, how, how are they? <laughs> I forgot the English word. At the, at the local city hall, there is, uh, a, there is a Department of Health and a service um, agent and um, you call them and they give you um, an appointment for a testing for COVID-19. Okay. And in the meantime, you get, you have to stay at home. And self, like self-quarantine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, until you get tested. If you get tested positive, you stay at home for 14 days. If the test results are negative, you can go back to work. So, so well, you said that you, the churches can meet once more on Sundays. Has yeah. your church gathered again on Sundays? Have you guys opened for service again? We're not opened yet. And the reason is that me as a church leader, I'm aware of the fact that more than a third of our congregation belongs to the high-risk group. Either people are older than 60 years old or they were ex-smokers or they have other disease, for example, diabetes or uh, they're pregnant, pregnant or something else, which considers them that they are part of the high-risk group. Right. 
So because of that, um, what we are currently doing are live stream Sunday service events. This is something that we did from, um, so we changed from recording Sunday services. We are now doing local live stream events and this helps us because you know how it is. If you record something, you have to, to cut the videos, you have to put it online. It takes some time. It's higher quality, but it takes some time. So we move from, from that to local live stream Sunday services. And we are, and even if we do it, there are some restrictions that apply to it. Okay. So for the churches, um, they, they have an agreement with the states that they have to apply lots of regulations in order to uphold a local congregation, a local Sunday service event. Okay. So you have to be, uh, the seats have to be at least 1.5 meters away from each other. People are not allowed to get in contact within the church. So basically, if you're having a Sunday service in your church, you're only allowed to go inside take a seat, listen to the service, and go outside. Yeah, I, 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 I read that in an article, the one that we were talking about beforehand. Yeah. How, um, they say that, that one of the reasons why that church got so bad was because, <laughs> I'm noticing my daughter's, my daughter's um, stuffed animal on my bed. Uh, <laughs> All right. That so one of the reasons was because Instead of following those guidelines where, you know, right. you, win, you sit, um, you pray, you listen, and you leave, like, you got to right. walk in and out like a you, right? Right. You walk back out the same way you walked in. Correct. Um, that they held full services. Like, they they sang, they were hugging and all that. Correct. Which, as, as humans, I understand it, right? Human mm -hmm. nature. You know, after being locked away for so long, you want that contact. Correct. But, um, wisdom, right? Wisdom over everything. Wisdom over mm -hmm. everything. There's a, there's a reason why there are guidelines and precautions. And that's true. And I mean, and and and, and I knew, <laughs> I knew your answers already, but <clears throat> I wanted to ask just so you can tell the people because here in the states, mm -hmm. there's a lot of how can I put this nicely? There is a lot of arrogance mm -hmm. um, hidden behind spirituality, right? Okay. So there are a lot of churches and pastors that won't close or won't stop gathering in big groups. <clears throat> All right. Mm -hmm. and, this is, and this is the States, right? So this is, this is America, the home of the mega church, right? The birthplace of the mega church. Right. So you have mega churches that have like whatever, like thousands, right? And they'll be angry and say, "Oh, you, we won't close. Like we have faith that our oh, our God, our God, right?" And yes, God is sovereign, right? But Paul teaches that we would still obey the the rule of law of the land. Mm -hmm. And so there's a church that's maybe like thirty minutes from me, where they decided to just open and everybody meet and they had to get shut down because like 80 people, mm -hmm. 80 people came out of that service and they were all infected. 
right? Um, it's it's been a thing. So here, here in Atlanta, because like like Germany, you know, we have different states. Right? We have different states here. And so every governor of each state is moving at his own pace with the opening, with the loosening up. Okay. Right? Because the president did say, hey, like we got to start, you know, loosening things up. You got to start opening slowly. And Atlanta was the, Georgia was the very first state <laughs> to open. The president said it on Tuesday, Georgia opened Friday. <laughs> but, but um, the numbers in Georgia actually plateaued. Okay. Like we've been open and like our cases are plateauing. Our numbers, our numbers are like, they're not, they're not getting worse. For one day, they got a little, like a little worse, but then like, we're not getting any new cases, new deaths since we've been open, right? Which mm -hmm. is like the big Correct. fight. Oh, you open too soon. Everybody's going to die, right? But like, no, you know, not everybody, of course, has been, has been, um, you know, following the guidelines. Yeah. You know, like that, like forget about it. That Friday, everybody was out. Like they were having barbecues, they were <laughs> having parties, whatever. Everybody was out. But um it's 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 interesting, right? Because you it know, is. you know, you're 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 married, but you are newly married, right? Yes. Like especially like compared to me, we're going. 10 years, <laughs> eight months over a year. Yeah, I remember <laughs> you're, you're newly married. So it's true. Like my, my wife loves it. Mm -hmm. She loves this quarantine thing. Like she loves that we're all home together and the kids are home and yes. that I'm home, right? Me, I'm going crazy. <laughs> At first I was loving it. Like it's cool. Yeah, look, look we're home. I'm working from home. She's working from home, right? I was homeschooling our son. And then we're cooking together. We're eating together. Almost every night's a movie night. In the beginning, it was awesome. Nice. But after a while, I'm like, I'm just, I'm losing it. Because it's weird. Because I'm like one of those intro extroverts, right? right? So I like being by myself at times. But at times, I like being around people. So being by myself in the beginning was great, but now I need to be around people. <laughs> so the minute the minute they open, they they loosen things up and they said we can go, and we haven't gone out. Okay. We haven't gone out. The most that we go out is to take walks around the neighborhood. My wife started a garden in the back. I have to send you pictures. She's actually growing stuff. <laughs> like it's it's amazing. Wow. And tomorrow we're gonna fill up. We're gonna fill up a pool. Okay. For the backyard. It's like, warm already. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was it was like eighty five degrees today. It's crazy. Wow. So we, we bought like a little balloon pool. We're gonna fill it up with air. Fill it up with water. Perfect. We, we have a pool, but yeah, we're not going there. <laughs> okay. But I I've been going out. Me because I mean I still do artist management. I still do all that. So I've been going out, but I keep it contained, right? So I meet with people that I know 
are are not being crazy, right? Mm. I meet with people that I know are staying in their homes, right? Right? That I know are like following the rules and the guidelines, and we won't go out. We won't meet in a restaurant because no, <laughs> no. Like we'll go. We'll meet at a house. We'll meet at a backyard, like you know, a porch, a deck, whatever, and um, just just to hang, right? Just to be out of the house and just be with yeah. people that aren't screaming and telling you that they need a snack every five minutes. You're not there yet. Take your time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right? I'm warned. <laughs> oh my God. Every two minutes, my kids want cookies. That's crazy. I'm done. They want cookies and they want to watch cartoons all day. Um, but um, how, how is it? How has this, if, if it has, better or worse like how is it affecting your your marriage so i'm already more than two two months working from home my wife is working at the psychiatric um, clinic within our city and um, she's working within uh, the department where patients are stationary they're actually either stationed by the free choice or destined by by the judge. Right. So because there are very hard cases. And at the beginning, we we were very happy that, you know, you can have breakfast together, working from home, have spend time together. But right now, you know, everybody sometimes needs his space or their space. And uh, yeah. Today was the first day actually where I was working from from our church office, you know, just so to give my wife a little space and free free time, <laughs> because it, it is okay to you know to um, have sometimes your your five minutes or your your half an hour devotion by yourself, grab a coffee, sit back, relax a little bit, have your room right. where nobody is interrupting you, right? Uh, we're new, newlywed. Um, I like it. I can, I can stay at home. The, for me personally, I could stay the next ten years at home, <laughs> only with my wife, right? <laughs> yeah. But um, it, it is a totally different situation because um, usually I'm driving half an hour to work, one 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 direction. So it's all more sometimes more than one hour that I'm on the road. And I'm saving lots of time and lots of money. And um, I can use it very wisely. I can use it uh, for, for my church work. I can use it also for my regular work. And um, it's not affecting us in a negative way. It's just showing us that it is okay and that sometimes we need our free time of our space. Yeah, that's good. That's real good. That's real good. With me, with me, like, I'm one of those weird guys that I love being with my wife. Like, I, I love spending time, like, you know, just being with her. And, but I also know that I probably drive her crazy more than the kids do. <laughs> right? So when I do, when I do go out, right? It's only yeah. for a little bit of time. And I never leave just to leave, right? right. If I leave, it's because <clears throat> I have something to do. 
So I had um, a video shoot with Uzuhan, right? Mm -hmm. So I was not for that. I had a photo shoot for myself because all my pictures, I had, I had pictures for the website and for the ministry and stuff. Right. None of them were promo pictures. <laughs> None of them. Just, oh, look, there's a picture of me. Oh, baby, take a picture of me against the white wall right here in the house. I mean, I do design. I do Photoshop. So I work on it and boom, there you go. <laughs> right. Right. So my photographer just moved to a new place in Midtown. And he's like, yeah, you need, you need to stop doing that. Just come over here, get on the backdrop, and I'll take real pictures of you. So right. we did that. I also helped him move to this place. To his new place, right? So when I do leave, it's specific, right? It's because, you know, work to be done. If not, I'll stay home. But like I said, I I, I love the fact that we've um we've been cooking together, right? Right. Um, my wife has been baking bread like every week. Mm, this sounds good. Yeah, it's yeah, it's real good. <laughs> it's, it's real good. My mom actually, my mom has been coming here. Mm-hmm. Every single morning, seven o'clock in the morning, she's at the door and she stays all day. Right. So she's, I love it because, you know, it's, it's great to see my mom and my wife spending time and <clears throat> like my mom is teaching her how to cook like Puerto Rican food. So now yeah. my Polish wife is cooking all this Puerto Rican food. <laughs> you Sounds know, crazy, but good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you, you guys need to, Need, need another trip to the States as soon as you're able. Um, oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's that's awesome. It's good to know that. And how, how um, how's, how's your pastor? How's everybody? Well, when the restrictions were introduced, um, it was hard because nobody knew at that point, like in the midst of March, when it, when it really came over to Germany, how it develops actually. Do we have a scenery like in Italy where you have corpses being, you know, carried out by tanks from the army, wow. from the military, because there is no more space at the local, you know, cemetery. Um, so everybody was a little bit scared. And, um, but what the Germans did is um, they followed the restrictions during the first weeks, very obedient, okay? So they really stick to the rules. Okay, you always have some crazy, mind, yeah, some crazy people who who try to, you know, start corona parties or something like that. And uh, especially the young adults, but they got fined heavily, even even young adults like teens. Um, Good. But within our church, we realized that within the first weeks, everybody was glad to stay at home. Okay. Because usually you have lots of events. You have many, many groups that meet during the week. You have lots of activities just to make everybody feel comfortable. And I don't blame, blame us and the church because even our pastor and everybody else, many believers, they draw their strength from the community. Right. Which so is I don't boring. blame everybody, especially newly believers right that are just that just accepted christ they need each other to to learn they need their pastor their teacher so it was very hard when the restrictions were introduced we had to meet online 
and I am in touch with um, other leaders um, from our state, with other pastors. And most of the churches and most of our people, what we did very quickly, we, we set up a phone call, phone line, okay. mail line, SMS, WhatsApp, everything that is possible to stay in con contact with each other. Good. Okay. So what we all also did was kids are writing postcards for the high-risk groups. Wow. That are mostly people six years old. That's awesome. The, the young adults, the healthy ones who can do the shopping. So each person below 60 was introduced to somebody over 60. Okay. So we paired 18-year-olds, nice. 20-year-olds with 60-year-olds, 80-year-olds, 90-year-olds. And so people were starting to get in contact with each other they all like never before because they already only saw them or saw each other maybe on a Sunday service, greet everybody after the church and then went back home. So now everybody was in contact. So we knew and we tracked down how is everybody doing? Are there any cases? And up to date or until now, we didn't have any infection within our community, even with our indirect community. Um, within the households, within our relatives, there was no case recorded because most of our people decided to stay at home. That's awesome. That's awesome. Like that, I'm so impressed with that. That's awesome because it's funny, right? Because the younger crowd sticks with the younger crowd and right. they don't really have any interaction with the older crowd. So now they not only have to, but then they get to learn and mm -hmm. hear their stories and have conversations. That that's an amazing idea so um yeah. you guys you guys don't miss going out going out with friends <laughs> so i know that, that of course there are people there are many people who very soon did something that we call in germany civil disobedience <laughs> <laughs> i think that's the same thing all over the world okay. <laughs> And it is something that we realized privately. So most people um, started meeting with their close relatives, like with the parents, for example. And children started meeting only with their parents. Then when they, when they lose the restrictions, well, then they started to meet not with only one household, but two or three. So two house groups. But what we made sure within our church, for example, Officially, we, we, we announced that there are no meetups within the church. There are no official um, appointments or groups that, that gather. Right. But what we made sure is if you're gathering privately, and if I met, uh, even when we recorded our sermons, we made sure that in case of an infection, and I have to stay at home for 14 days, there is somebody who can take care of me. What do you mean? Take care of you at home or take care of like... Who can do the shopping, who can take, a, take care of other, other okay. things. Nice. So if I have to stay at, quarantine, at, at home for quarantine, for the quarantine period for 14 days, we have to make sure that it doesn't affect our church life because who is else recording the service, you know? Yeah, that's true. Or 
if you're meeting privately, um, who can take care of you? And um, this is something that, that gave us a little bit of flexibility, what we did privately. But still, we followed the restrictions and we waited. We waited until um, the government said, okay, you can start gathering on Sunday uh, within your church since May 1st. This was the official go live again. Again, but we waited because, like the church in Frankfurt, that you know did not follow the restrictions or the right. regulations, um, we wanted to see how it develops. And um, I'm glad that we didn't start it too soon or too quick. Sorry, that oh, we didn't start too quick. Your church in the news. That's correct because you know what happens. The the church, the whole church, the whole congregation is now is now put under quarantine. Right. So and it was it was over a hundred cases that came out from the church alone. Well, only forty people met at this church three weeks ago. This was three weeks ago. The Sunday service was three weeks ago, and only forty people met within this church. Wow. They call themselves Baptist Church, but they're not part of the German Baptist Union. So they're gathered, so they're gathering locally independently. They gave themselves a Baptist name. But they're mostly Russian Germans, and Russian Germans tend to have close conflict with everybody within the congregation. There are many kids, many families. They hug each other. Some even kiss each other. Right. That's <laughs> what. Um, that's what uh, I sent you the article. And if you see, if you scroll all the way down to the comments on right. the bottom, there's a pastor there from Germany, and he says that he says, you know, this church is not that far from me, and they did not follow follow the guidelines. You know, you know what's funny? When I heard about it, the pastor came to work and said, well, we followed all the regulations and um, they cannot explain to themselves how it happened. Right. Yet, they could not determine who attended the Sunday service. Were they supposed to keep lists of names who attended the service? So he said that he followed all the rules but he cannot, he cannot name all the people who attended this specific Sunday so service. He followed all of them, but that one, right? <laughs> yeah, for example. And so that, um, that's, that, I mean, that's, it sucks, right? But it's telling, it's telling. You know, on, um, since we like loosen up and we're, you know, the beaches are open again and stuff like that here, right. although we, we're not going. <laughs> We're not going to the beach. But um, on Monday, on Monday was a holiday, this past Monday. Right. And like, I was done. I was tired of having the kids basically imprisoned in the house for over two months. So we went to my brother's house. <laughs> right? I mean, we still kept it family. Um, they also had been home. Yeah. that my brother has a swimming pool. <laughs> nice. Right? So we went to my brother's. We were there all day Monday. I, cooking. You know, I show up and it's like, there you go. Here's the grill. So <laughs> we're cooking. <laughs> we're eating. Talking. Okay. Just, just enjoying, like, company. Yes. Right? Enjoying company. The kids were in the right. pool. Like, it was, it was awesome because when we got home, Right, and we put the kids to bed and whatever. 
like, um, my wife, my wife said, you know, today, today felt normal, right? It felt normal. And I'm like, right. like I didn't catch it. Like, I said, like, what are you talking about? It's normal. Like, you know, like nothing was happening. There was no COVID. There was nothing. Like, it was just, you know, it's a holiday, so we're going to go spend it with family. Right. We're going to go spend it at the pool with, 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 the, with, with your brother. And, mm-hmm. and she's right. And it was awesome. Like, I didn't, I didn't think about it. I didn't think about COVID. I didn't mm-hmm. think about, oh, no, wait, wash your hands. Not because we weren't doing it. We were doing it, but we were doing it the way we would normally do it, even before COVID, right? Oh, the kids, oh, you're playing in the dirt. Oh, you want something to eat? No, go wash your hands, right? Don't put your hands to your face. Wash your right, hands. Right, right. Right? Um, you know, so it was like normal, but like the kids were playing with each other. They were in the swimming pool. We were eating like steaks and a whole lot of fried food. <laughs> things, right? No, but it, mm, I'm it, hungry. I'm getting hungry. Three o'clock. Isn't morning. it like two o'clock in the morning for you right now? <laughs> three, it's 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 actually three a.m. in the morning, and I'm getting hungry. Oh, so sorry, but yo, that's love. Like, thank you for staying awake for this. Um, okay. But it's just. It's, it's a weird thing, right? Because, you know, we are all waiting and wishing for things to get back to mm-hmm. normal, let's say, for lack of a better word, right? But right. as you mentioned, I, I have seen how, <clears throat> how this has become like, like a learning experience. Like it's like, it's become like a great thing for a lot of people, because you can still right. be kept real busy in church stuff, right? And in ministry sure. stuff, right? And let's say like <clears throat> couples that are active in church, right? That's what they're doing. They're working all day. They had their right. family and then church all day. And now they are able not to stop doing the church stuff, but doing the church stuff together as a family, mm. right? and really build and grow together as a family. One thing that we have started because of this, right? Because like you, I drive 40 minutes each way to and from the office. Yeah, I, I see. And I don't have to anymore. So now we wake up early. And like I said, we cook together, we make breakfast together. My mom, mm-hmm. and my, <laughs> my mom is here in the morning, so we take care of her, like breakfast, yeah. make coffee for her, like, um, you know? And, um, and during breakfast, uh, my wife bought a little kid's devotional. And during breakfast, we're eating breakfast, having coffee. And I read the devotional for the mm-hmm. children, right? And they ask questions and we have that conversation and we're eating together. And it's awesome. Like before, that mm-hmm. couldn't happen, right? That was impossible because we had to wake up. We had to get the kids ready. We had to drop them off at daycare or drop them off at my mom's because my mom was homeschooling um, Sebastian, the, the, the boy. And, um, and then I had to be in traffic for like 40 minutes or an hour, right? So all of that is now spent at the table as a family, right? like reading a devotional and worshiping together. Right now, church stuff is, is this, is here. Right now I can connect with people and make sure they're okay. Right. Right? We, 
we we go and we help people like my wife and I like we've been helping a lot of people and I'm at the point today where I'm wondering like I'm asking God like <laughs> how much have you given us that we've been able to help so many people mm-hmm. and not be impacted right it's like one of those you know bread and fish things it's like Cause it's like, we've been helping people. <laughs> like we've really been helping people, not just with like food and supplies, but like with money. Right? And I'm not saying that's a brag. I'm saying like the goodness and the greatness of God is that it's been two months, right? A little over two months for us. And we've been doing that since, since like the first week, right? Since the first full week. Oh, because I like my barber, right? That's how he, that's how he makes money for his family. Not just me, but you know, but he had to close. He had to close his shop down, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, how does he make money? And um, right. I was his youth pastor many, many, many moons ago. So there's already that relationship there. So like, we've been helping, right? And it right. wasn't until it wasn't until today, and you're the only person I told this to that I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, wow, like, <laughs> like we're really helping, and yet we have no, no need, right? We have, we've had no need. And, and I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that because it feels great to, to be a Christian. That's a verb, right? So, so what I'm saying is that to be a Christian in act and not just, not just in speech. Yeah, I'm I'm a Christian. I go to church. I go to group. I do the Bible study, whatever, right? Even though, if you know me, you know I do a lot more, but still, but now, you know, now it's like, oh no, you're not not hearing my faith. Now you can see my faith, my faith in action, faith in moving. And I think, not I think, and I love how this, this Mm -hmm. whole, pandemic <clears throat> has forced the global church to do that right to Correct. be that well those of us that see it that way and don't see it as an I attack agree. a persecution <laughs> don't see it as persecution but i love reading and seeing and even talking to people and seeing how you know a lot of us have now put our faith to work and to move and to take care of as the Bible says, to take care of the orphan and the widowed and the, the, the ones least counted. You know what I'm saying? I know. And, um, I understand you. Right? And that's why, I mean, that's why I wanted to talk to you because I'm here in Atlanta and you're out there in Germany. Right. right? And we are going through the same thing. Like we're going through the same exact thing. We have this global mm-hmm. pandemic, you know, where leaders in the faith and we have to stay home, but still sitting sitting at home doesn't mean sitting on our faith right if it's true right it doesn't mean fit sitting on our faith so i love how i'm here in atlanta you're there in germany and we're still coming up with ways and praying and seeking and helping and still being the hands and feet of christ correct under quarantine right it's it's amazing how to me anyway cuz i i <laughs> i get emotional and i get and i nerd out about these things, these these kingdom, these church things, I love it. It is it is emotional. I can understand you. Good, good because good. 
yeah, because I mean, we we haven't experienced something like this pandemic before. For most of us, it's the first time. My landlords, they're 96 and 92 years old, and they survived World War II. Right. Um, the husband, 96 years old, he was even uh, in prison when he was at war in North uh, North Africa. Wow. He was imprisoned by the British allies, and um, he told me that something like this he's very relaxed because something like this is nothing compared to what he experienced but some people they freak out nowadays right because it is very emotional you haven't you haven't you've never experienced so many restrictions at once at that scale right so for most christians especially those who draw their strength from the community of believers it is something crazy because they're unsure how to react and so I respect the different kinds of arguments, but we have to be more relaxed as Christians because what we experience now is something that we hopefully can now understand what persecuted Christians had to experience even harder, even longer for maybe the whole of their life. But, and even now, even now, because a lot of Christians think that the persecuted church is the old church. Right? right, persecuted church in Iran, in Iraq, in China, right? right? The underground church in China that get right. beat, that get beat down and arrested. Yeah, mm. a hundred percent agree, a hundred percent agree, right? So, and, we, and we all we have to do is we do the same work, but we do it wiser, right? right. With more compassion. I um, right. I love, I love it, I love it, I love it, and I love the fact that it's the entire world. Correct. It's believers all over the world coming up with ways to um, connect, not just with each other in the kingdom, but connect with, with non-believers. You know, um, last month, um, prayer was one of the top searches in Google, right? People like trying to Google what prayer is about and how to pray and what's that about, right? And to me, that speaks volumes. To me, that shows that even during this time, that there's still a hunger. There's still a hunger. There are still people out there who wanna know like how to connect with a higher being, right? Because just because they're searching for prayer doesn't mean they're searching for prayer to our God, but they wanna connect to something. Mm -hmm. We can step in and we can show, right? But you said something very important because as Christians, right, we we know that our God is sovereign, right? right? And we know that the rain falls on the righteous and the unrighteous, right? At least at least we should know. We should know, right? We know that as the as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and the fiery furnace that when they told when they when when they told the king that you know we know that that our god will save us from this but even if he does it right like even if he does it right we still won't bow right so we know we are the believers of the righteous hand of god but we're also the believers of the even if right and yeah. um and it's and it's it's i see this and i've been saying this for a while that this is a time where 
where those of us who have who have a hmm, I'm trying to find the right word <laughs> who have a, a grounded hope mm-hmm. right, can show can be an example and lead um, those that don't have hope because there are a lot of people out there who are feared who are fearful yeah. who are worried right mm-hmm. and I'm worried right. I'm a little bit fearful, but my fear, and I, I think I need to put this on a t-shirt because I've been saying this so much. My fear is feeding my faith rather than killing my faith. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm you know, yes, I'm afraid that this is that this may happen. All right, so Lord, if it happens, I know that you're still God. I just know right. that you're still for me and not against me. Yes. I know that, you know, you will still save me and not leave me, right? Mm-hmm. But, and then it comes back, it comes back to the, but even if, even if I'm going to be lost to this, I know that in the end, my hope is still in you, right? So even if I succumb to whatever, right, I'm still yeah. yours, right? And, right. Um, and it's, it's easier for me than other people because... When I was homeless 11 years ago, yeah. that was my driving force, right? That, that's what fed my faith because, yes, I'm homeless. This sucks. I'm sleeping in my car. I'm sleeping on the bench. But, um, yeah, like, I, there's only you can save me from this. Amen. Right? So, so now we're in this pandemic, and it's like I'm back. Hey, yo, that's right. This is familiar, right? It's, it's familiar. It's life or death. But God is the same. God stays the same. And, um, and that could be translated to every language, right? Because it's a, it's a hurt and a longing of the heart of people, right? Of people that we need. The only thing with that is being able to share that hope and share that faith and share that message on the quarantine, mm-hmm. right? And the only way that that can be done is by allowing people to see that in the midst of the storm, right. Pastor David is calm, right? It's like, like what? Yeah. why are you so calm? Why are you so good? It's like, what secrets do you have that I don't have? Like, what's going on? Right? And ample, more opportunity. There's so much more opportunity for revival and sharing a message of of hope now than ever before. I think um, I told somebody that um, that this this is a good way. The pandemic has shown us um the wheat from the chaff, right? The wheat from right? the people who are, who are just too comfortable right. and doing nothing and singing the songs and standing up to pray three times a service. And right. those that were like gunning to like go out and do work. Right. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad that we can connect this way because it's the same thing, but different. I know. I know what you mean. 
Well, in, in times like these, as as leader, it's it's only possible to a limited extent to have as leader the the vision for for your congregation or to have the to have everything under control. Yeah, because of course sometimes it can get nervous because you have different opinions, you have different groups, you have those radicals on the one corner, you have those relaxed hippies on the other. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have to you are not allowed to let it go hectic tense you have to be sovereign yes you have to be um it's easier said than done but you have to make you have to do everything necessary to calm down the situation yeah. This is this is very important because if you're not doing it, then everybody gets hectic and nervous and everybody starts freaking out. So the whole crisis works like an amplifier. This is what I learned from other leaders and pastors as well. And a country like Germany or the US, it has its problems. Yeah, social problems, political problems. People in Germany, for example, what we realize now, people have lots of anxiety, fears. And because of the past years where we had an economic, you know, up, everything went up, everything went good. We didn't focus on the fears and anxiety within our population. But during the crisis, many people, they now realize, well, that there is something growing and we have to address it as a church. We have to address everything that now comes out because of this crisis. And I hope that the church, that we as Christians, as fellow believers, take the chance. And if we hear, if we see something from our neighbors or friends that are struggling because they are unsure, they, do, they don't know what to do, because I hear questions, people asking me, what do you think about it? And I tell them, I tell them what I think. And I can be relaxed and calm because I have more than 2000 years of church history that I can rely on. I can learn from my brothers and Christians who survived many pandemics. The first churches, oh, they had many pandemics. Within the Roman empire, they were pandemics that wiped out cities not only neighborhoods, but comp total people abandoned their, the whole, you know, area. They had to move miles, 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 hundreds of miles. But the Christians stayed and they took care of the needy ones. They took care of the elder. And they always got back to the roots. They stayed at home. They helped out, but they stayed at home. What are we doing now? We're staying at home. You mentioned it. your mom comes by, you stay at home, you have fellowship together, yep. right? We have to learn it again. This is something that, that, that I realize we have to learn it again to come back to our roots. Sometimes we forget the basic principles of our faith. That's good. It's, 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 for, for some it's shocking, for some it's maybe not a good sign, but for me it's always good to come back to the roots. You know? um, 
the weather is good right now. I go outside and shoot some hoops, play, play basketball. And I always start, you know, with some simple layups. Uh, I do five layups from the left to the right. Then I start, you know, practicing my shooting. And I always start with the basics. Yeah, before I start to play or do something freaky stuff or <laughs> play around. And with the faith, it's the same. You have to start, you have to get back to the basics as well and see, well, what, what, what did my brothers and sisters do at the beginning? You know, host groups. What we are going to focus in the next weeks is bringing people together within small groups. Yeah. Before we start an, a, an open Sunday service where we invite people, we focus that house groups are real life. Okay. Yes. Yes. Very, very good. That's dope. Because it's easier to contain one infected house group than the entire church. Right. Another right. house group can take care of one house group that is, that is infected, right? It's easier. It's simple. Yeah. If you have the situation in Frankfurt, all 40 people that attended the church and maybe their relatives at home are now put under quarantine. Yes, that's exactly what happened. So I, can't, I cannot imagine this within our church because I know people that are relying on the work. They have to drive out. They cannot stay at home. If they stay 14 days at home, they lose money. Simple as that. Some people may lose their jobs because people at, at the office, they realize, well, he's, some, he's, he's somebody from, from those freaking believers who cannot hold, to, hold back. They have to meet. They have to get infected. Let them die. I hear this from my coworkers. Wow. They're, they're talking about those churches, those evangelicals who, who have to meet, who have to do this, and they're making fun of them. They say, well, if they want to meet, let them meet, put a wall around them and let them die. This is, this is, the, uh, <laughs> this is the advertising that, that those churches are doing if they are not following the rules. And even if they follow the rules, and they have an infection. They have to. They have to be sure what happens. How the media puts it out online. How are they reporting? They're not. They're not reporting good for the sake of the church. It's the same thing here. It's the same thing here. They're making us. And the worst part is that it's not. It's not seen as just that church or that group. Right. right? It's blanketed all Christians. All evangelicals, Correct. all those Correct. crazy wacko people who just want to get sick for our faith and want to kill off everybody. Yeah. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> so what I realize and what I really like about our church that we have some very old members. We have some youngers, but the oldest members of our community are the most relaxed and they're the most helpful for me. That's awesome. Because they're telling me, David, don't rush. It's okay. We can stay at home. We already celebrated so many Sunday services. We will be celebrating Sunday services in heaven for eternity. Yeah, you know, it's 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 the will, the the wisdom, like the Bible says it even also. Yes, it's the wisdom of the elders, right? The wisdom of the okay. elders. I speak to my in-laws weekly, right? Yeah. And my my in-laws, you know this. Um, my mother-in-law. She's still super Catholic. I'm still, yeah. you know, hard not to crack. Uh, 
And my father-in-law, my father-in-law confessed Jesus in my kitchen downstairs. Um, but still, like they don't, they don't go to church out there. I mean, my mother-in-law goes to mass, but they don't go to church. My father-in-law, he'll probably, he'll probably step. When we finally make it to Poland, will probably be the first time he'll go to a church in Poland. As long as long as it's not Catholic, he's he'll he'll go. Um, okay. <laughs> but um, but they tell us the same thing, right? You know, because the same thing. There's World War II, all these other things that that mm-hmm. has happened, especially in your region, Germany, <laughs> Germany, Poland, um, in that region, in that area. There, the older generation has gone through way more has experienced way more that you and I can even yeah. imagine. Right. So although something like this is worrisome, right. Because there was a time I, I honestly think that my in-laws caught it before it became a big thing because there was a time that they were both sick and they were mm-hmm. coughing and it was bad and they just did what they normally would do. If, if they, if they, if they, if they have cold or flu symptoms, of course, right? yeah. which is, which is what, <laughs> right. Right. Which is stay inside, lots of liquid, you know, stay away from people. So you don't get people sick. Like basically the same guidelines that were being, that were being given. Right. Mm-hmm. And now they're better. But um, even then they were just, you know, Hey, you know, don't worry about it. We're okay. We already lived a lot of life and we experienced a lot. Right? And it's like, don't even worry about it. Right? Meanwhile, yeah, no, we're young. We love you. We're worried. Um, right. So the wisdom of the elders. My mom is the same way. My mom is like, ah, if I catch it and it's my time to go home with Jesus, then, you know, I'll go home with Jesus. And then I get angry. No, like your grandchildren are going to miss you. Right? And then it's like, ah, hey, <laughs> sorry, God. It's not that I'm trying to tell you what to do. Right. <laughs> Please don't call my mom home. But um, yeah, she's the same way. Like right? they have like this, this peace and this calm um, about them. That um, that yeah, like it's just it's it's amazing. It's amazing, and they don't they don't care about the the little things that we right. tend to blow right. up. Right? It's oh, we need to meet on Sundays, right? And the older generation is like, yeah, no, we don't. It's okay. It's okay if we don't. Like, it's all right. It's all right. We're meeting in our homes. You know, look, we could use the computer. You know, it's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. This is better than the alternative, which is a persecuted church. Like, a, right. a for real persecuted church. Yes. Right? Where, like, um, I believe it, was not, it wasn't that too, it wasn't too long ago that the church in China was once again invaded and attacked the people were thrown in prison mm. right it wasn't right. and they were meeting outside so imagine right? they were meeting like in the woods the secret church um so it's awesome it's awesome this this i'm so happy for room and opportunity for growth right growth in in our faith and in our character right and um this the one thing, the main thing that this experience has taught me was, is to do what I'm doing now is it helped me realize that I have brothers, 
right? Let's say like kingdom family. Right, correct. All over the globe, right? I'm over here, I'm worried about my neighbor and this person here. <clears throat> and then, um, you know, in talking to my in-laws, I'm like, hey, how's David doing, right? Yeah. And doing, I have got a friend um, in Denmark, like you'll, you'll see him in one of these episodes, right? Like in Denmark also, but he moved there to work for Lego, his whole family and they're out there. And I'm like, Yo, I have all these people, all these friends everywhere. Like since when, right? Since when, since when did I know, like I, it's, it's, you become so, so like numb to things, like not even numb, like, Things just become like so normalized that you forget that um, Denmark's not next door, right? He used to live in Florida in Orlando. Now he's mm-hmm. in Denmark. I can't just like drive down six hours and hang out with him and his family. He's in Denmark. Things happen out there, right? It's like the right. tragedy. Like I don't think about my friends in Japan until tragedy, right? And that should not be the case. Like, that should not be the case. Like, it's, and then uh, beyond that, you know, the kingdom, we should always be connected, right? We should always be praying for right. the kingdom everywhere, right? Our brothers in China, in India, and in, like in anywhere in the globe. If they're Christians, whether we know them personally or not, we should be praying. We should be praying. We should always be connected. We should be now, what we are now is how we should be all the time. Like the way we're thinking now is how we should think all the time. And I realize that I don't, I'm not that, I'm not that guy. I don't do that. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't do that. Right. I didn't do that. I didn't think of them before when everything was just quote unquote normal. Right. I didn't think of my friends in India who are trying to serve God and seek God. And even in a lot of places in India, Christians are being persecuted. That's true. Yeah. Right, getting dragged down into the street and their houses burned down, you know? Um, thank God this hasn't happened to them. And I'm waiting for them to tell me when they're able to get on the podcast. But um, I pray that after things calm down and they start going back to a semblance of how they used to be, because I don't think we'll ever go back to how we used to be. I don't think COVID is going to disappear anytime soon. I think it'll be with us. Like everything else that (laughs) appeared stayed with us. Ebola, SARS, all that junk. I think it'll stay with us for the rest of our lives. But I'm, I pray, I pray that, that we remain connected with the global church. Yes. Right. That we remain connected and remain in prayer for everybody, for all the believers and all, and all over the world, you know, the way we, the way we were intentional about doing that now, that that part doesn't leave, right? that we stay connected. Cause it's important. It's important. I don't want to hear what happened to you, David, mm-hmm. right. To you and your wife. I don't want to hear about it afterwards. I don't want to mm-hmm. hear that something happened in Germany and then, Oh my God, let me check on David and see if him and his wife are okay. I don't, I don't want that to happen. I want, you know, and, and yes, there has to be an intentionality from us. Like we have to be intentional mm-hmm. about these things to remain connected always. And 
I use you as an example, not just because we're talking now, but right. like you're one of the few people that I stay in contact anyway, right? Like we've been in contact since we've met and you've been here or you've been there, we've stayed in contact and, and connected. But um, you know, I I need to I need to make sure that I'm like that until until God calls me home or right. or whatever, right? That we stay intentional for the ones we know and the ones we don't know because even if we don't know them you know the body we're, we're still the body of the christ right so we're still connected right, right with the believers of the world we're still connected so yeah that's cool anyway i don't want to keep you awake till like five in the morning it's it's okay i agree with everything that you said uh 100 we have to take the initiative we took it yeah, a couple of weeks ago, we we actually uh, did the live Instagram session uh, prior to our talk on Instagram. Uh, when I did the live feed, I talked to relatives in Poland because I wanted to, once the restrictions were put in place and the situation got very tense, I wanted to get in contact with people, okay? And I took the initiative. You took it as well. Not everybody's taking the initiative. I'm asking myself why. So my prayer, or one addition to the prayer that you already mentioned is, I hope that we as a church, as a global church, are aware of our social responsibility of our church as a church community. Right. So I hope that we are very aware of it because everything that we do puts God into perspective. Yeah, we are his children. He gave us the authority, how we use it, Depends if we are using it wisely or very foolish. Right. Because in Germany, from my point of view, of view, from my point of view, I am responsible to decide if I uphold a Sunday service. Because if I put everybody at risk, I have to be aware that if there are more than 50 people that are infected. And this can happen very quickly because we have more than, we have something around 100 people within our congregation. And if we meet and everybody is meeting with their relatives and family, then the infection rate goes way before 50. And in Germany, there is this law put in place since two weeks. If there are 50 infections per 100,000 inhabitants, the city has to put countermeasures, which means they have to lock down everything. Wow. Yeah, the restrictions, all the restrictions that are loosened right now, they have to be back in place. If the infection rate goes over 50 infections per 100,000 inhabitants. So if we meet as a Sunday service congregation, like usual, yeah, if you don't take care about the measures that have been taken, have been put in place, like the church in Frankfurt, then in our city, there are, there are not that many inhabitants, there are 150,000 inhabitants, it can be possible that if there is an infection, an outbreak within our congregation, that we are responsible for the whole city to put back in the lockdown mode. Wow, yeah, it's a heavy burden. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the city of Frankfurt, there is something around 600,000 inhabitants, so it's not a big deal, okay? But it is in the news because this was the first example of what happens if God's children are not 
acting wise. Right. I know the intention was good of the pastors and the leaders, and I very I feel very sorry because nobody wants to be in such a position as a church, and it could happen to us as well. But what happens if you are listening to those voices who are pressuring you? Let's do a Sunday service again. Let's meet. For what benefit? Yeah. Putting the whole church in danger, the whole city. <laughs> right? It's I mean, very, it's very important that that we stay using the wisdom that God gave us, of course. Right. And making sure that the only voice we're listening to is the voice of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> because, yeah, you don't want to be that person responsible, not just for another outbreak or people getting infected, but people dying, right, for whatever reason. Worst case, people die, yes. Whatever reason you had for opening again. And just to think, because that happened in Frankfurt, right, mm -hmm. in Frankfurt. And I'm in Atlanta, right? And I heard of it, and I right. and I read about it, and I did one of these about it, and I went and I prayed about it, <laughs> right? Because like my wife and I taught, and it's a weird place. I'm in a weird place where I'm glad I'm not pastoring right now mm. because of all of this and the responsibility and the burden, right? And then I'm also sad I'm not pastoring right now because of all of this. Understandable. And the wisdom and the burden, right? So it's, it's, a, it's a weird place, but um, yeah, yeah. So I'm glad that you guys, and I think, I think it's wise. I mean, you, that plan of starting everything out like um, in small pocket home churches, yeah. right? I think that's, it's so simple and so brilliant. That's that's awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass that idea along. <laughs> I mean, we have to be honest to each other. I know people that are already meeting with each other in privately, right? So to help them out, um, we told them, listen, if you want to meet in private and you need a little bit more space because you have only a small apartment, call us and meet at church. We have a big church that is empty. There is enough space. You don't have to gather very close to each other. Mm -hmm. Why not use the open space, the free space that is available? Yeah, this, we have this, to find new ways, okay? So um, let's use our time and honestly, we have. I've been wondering. So we do monthly worship nights and I've been wondering about, um, and we haven't in a while, <laughs> so my leaders in that, you know, every day I'm texting or calling, but then the people that also used to come are also contact. Oh, I missed the worship nights. I missed the, you know, and um, I've been wondering what it would look like. <laughs> well, <laughs> do something here. Because, because of Frankfurt, we're not allowed to sing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, but like here in my house, not like, 40 people. I think the most that we've ever had in here has been like 40 people. Our house, my house isn't wow. that big. It's a big house. Not, no, it's not that big at all. It's a lot of people like this. Okay. <laughs> a lot of people standing in the hallway. Um, Good house party. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, for house parties? Yeah, we we get it. Like, I open the door, the backyard is full. Like, nice. it gets crazy. 
But for that, but maybe having like um, <clears throat> just four or five people just to come in and make sure that they're okay and, right. you know, just a little worship, a little singing. Everybody, okay. it's totally fine. <laughs> I just need to convince my wife about it because she's, she's more worried than I am. Because, but for good reason, like the kids and my mom that comes over. Mm. My mom is in, she's in her 70s, so she's at that age. But um, yeah, I've been wondering about that. So that's a great idea. I'm going to pass that idea along and see what, what the pastor thinks of that. Start small, don't rush. Our church was one of the last ones that, that closed their doors when other bigger churches already closed their doors for Sunday service. We celebrated our last service on March 15th, where most of other free evangelical churches already closed their doors. And I did it because it was a very hard decision, but we already put, and that was funny, we already put all the measures in place that we are obligated to do right now. Okay. It was lots of work for us to do. We had to take care of everything, but we did it because we were allowed to do it. And it took us some work. It was the hard way, but it was worth it. We had our baptism and um, it was the last time that we celebrated Sunday as, as usual, as normal. And I believe that we will do this again sooner or later. We will have our usual Sunday service that we are longing and waiting for. It's it's coming, but don't don't let's not rush. Yeah, there's no need. There's no need. There's there's still so much that we can learn and grow in how and how we're doing things now. But there's there's no real need to like just rush everybody back in and be like the church in Frankfurt or like the church here. And Ringo, <laughs> and Ringo, right. that also had to, they had like 30, 30 people, <laughs> 30 people there, and they had to shut down and quarantine and all that. So, you know, it happens, it happens everywhere. It's, um, and yeah. And as of today, there is another church in, in the northern part of Germany, a smaller charismatic church with only 20 people that attended the service because they have less space. And now the whole church is 14 days are quarantined. Yeah, is it worth the whole thing? I mean, I ask myself, what happens if our church is putting put out in quarantine for two weeks? We have no live stream service. Right. And all the other people who stayed at home, who did nothing wrong, they they are taking away the possibility to have fellowship each other with each other online. Right. Because of some folks who really push together. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Let's not do that. <laughs> I'm be praying that you guys don't do that. Even though you 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 have it under control. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I mean, if we look in the nearby future, I know that during the next couple of weeks, the restrictions will lose more and more. People want to go to work, they have to work, and the, the economy has to start keep going or otherwise we have <laughs> no yeah. more money yeah. and uh, Same here. travel will be allowed foremost in europe then outside of europe 
um, by the end of June, beginning of July, the restrictions between uh, people who are allowed to meet in public is getting to lose as well. So then you are allowed to meet maybe with three or four households because life has to come back to, to a normal state, of course. You cannot hold everybody down and shut everything down. It's not possible. It's not logic on the long run. Uh, the whole the whole world will be will be underground. <laughs> that's true. Meeting in okay. secret just for birthday parties. But from a German perspective, I think that we did everything in our power to to do the right thing that we could do. Yes, you could put even more restrictions in place, but um, there was no need for because we didn't have the situation like in New York or Italy or Spain or even in the United Kingdom. Okay, right. in Germany, Germany actually, it, God was very graceful with Germany, <laughs> but maybe, maybe because an event that took place very, very, very quick after the situation got tense by the end of March. We had a national day of prayer announced by local politicians, church leaders, and half a million people gathered online for, for prayer. Wow, I didn't know. Country. And from this day on, every day, 7 p.m., people are praying for Germany. Wow. And from that day on, the statistics showed very clear that the infection rates went lower and lower and lower. Wow, that's amazing. So Germany fell on their knees. Catholics, Lutherans, Protestants, Baptists, Pentecosts, Methodists, they all came together and prayed. That's awesome. That's awesome. I know that Trump did a, a day of prayer here too. But um, believers are so divided that mm. uh, they probably just didn't do it anyway. Some did, most didn't. And, and this is the problem. Um, if there is no unity, then the chances chances are not are not good. That uh, exactly. That's exactly the problem. Exactly. I mean, there is some there is some division here in Germany as well, like everywhere. But uh, nah, not like here. <laughs> but not like in the US. You have a total different story to to cope with. So not like here. Not I, like I feel here. sorry because it it hurts me as well because I have relatives, I have friends, a family like you <laughs> in the US, and it, it is very sad to see that a country like the US is struggling with so many political and social. Uh, tensions and um, and problems because a strong U.S., a united, believing U.S. is very good for the world, but a divided country like the U.S., yeah, you see what happens all around the world. There are problems everywhere. It's not good for anybody. Yeah. Anybody. Anyway, I'm going to let you go to sleep. And I will let you go to spend the evening with your wife who is waiting for you. <laughs> No, I have um, actually another meeting. Okay. Well, in this case, uh, it's no, it's, it's not. A, it's not a meeting. Um, um, a pastor friend of mine is gonna come over. Okay. And um, we're gonna brainstorm some stuff for the 
you know, the 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 other murder that just happened here by the oh, okay. right? See what I we heard can, about it. See what we can do as a church. Mm-hmm. Because even that has the church either fighting or praying. Right? And then mm-hmm. a lot of the church that's fighting, they're fighting. It is funny. They're fighting with the church people that want to pray. Uh, no more prayer. We got to fight. Mm. Yeah, Jesus still is Jesus is still Jesus. <laughs> God is still God. But yeah, yeah, so he's on his way. But it doesn't matter. It's only 10 o'clock here. Like it's it's like what three, almost four in the morning over there. It's four. Yeah, you need to sleep. I don't need your wife mad at me before we meet. Oh, she's sleeping. She's okay. <laughs> I will get some rest and uh, we will have a meet, early meeting in church to, to train everybody and prepare everybody for the live stream event that starts on Sunday, our first live stream Sunday service event. So we will take all and train everybody so everybody knows how to behave because, you know, we need 15 people to, to uphold this event. You know, you have to do this and infect everything. You have to make sure everybody is uh, at the position. So um, life goes on. And uh, with Jesus on our side, nothing can get wrong. Exactly. We're doing our own thing, right? Yeah. And and we think, and when we think that we are smarter than everybody else, then you have Frankfurt. When pride pride comes first, the fall comes hard. That's true. Right. Yeah, I really appreciate the call and uh, the possibility to talk with you about these topics. They're very oh, important. Thank and you. I pray that it helped me. It helps somebody. Um, it right. definitely helps us because we are connected. We we share our thoughts. Yes, we have fellowship with each other. Not only that, but you know, we um we know exactly what to pray for for each other. Right. Right, okay, I know that you had this live stream, you had this training. When I wake up in the morning and I do my morning prayer, boom, hey, I know it already happened, but still. <laughs> this is my the fact. event takes place on Sunday. We are just doing the preparation work. Yeah, but even that preparation work needs prayer. So, well, my That's wife and true. I, we pray, we pray at night, so we'll be praying for that tonight. Perfect. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Hey, and I pray for your safety, for your health, that you as a family, you know, stay healthy and secure. And if you start, that you start small and that house groups all around the country, all around the world are growing and we find our roots real life. And, and that we never lose that intimacy. Correct. And once we start going back to the buildings, right, Correct. we never lose that intimacy. Very important. Less events, more Jesus. Yeah, you know that I do a lot of events, right? <laughs> yeah, but you know there are good events, there are necessary yeah. events, and there are those oh, events are who are put in place for those who are crying for this specific one event where only five or ten people are gathering. You know, you know how you know how we work. Yeah, we work with the mission in mind. Anyway, I love you, man. Love you too. Deep. Go to sleep, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for doing this. Jeremy, I would say right now, einen schönen Abend. Have a good evening. I remember Abend. I didn't get the first part. Einen schönen, a beautiful evening.
but I can say, you know, um, Ich liebe dich, and oh. it took me light for keeping you awake. No problem. Uh, you see that? Remember, I used to live in I used to live in um, in Nuremberg. I remember mm-hmm. I remember some. Some of it comes back to me sometimes. It's, Jay. it's funny. Some of it comes back to me, and I say it to my wife. My wife is like, "I'm not German." <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> same thing. <laughs> She's funny. She's hilarious. She's like, I'm not German. Don't speak German to me. I don't understand what you're saying. Like, yeah, it's the same thing. No, it's not. Whatever. But anyway, go to sleep. You have training to do tomorrow. Right. I have training to do. Right. Get some rest. And I have cookies to eat. Oh. Stop talking about food. I'm already hungry. What? (laughs) I'm already hungry. I have nothing on my place tonight, so hey, I better go to bed. Let's go to the fridge. Get a sandwich. Well, then I can stay awake until the morning. Yeah, all right. No, you need to go to bed. You need to train tomorrow. All right. Take care, Dave. Stay safe. Good Bless morning. You. Be good. And um, I'll be praying for you guys. Thank you. Right. And I'll talk, talk to you, to you soon, Dave. We, we talk all the time. So I'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye-bye.